thank you, Steve, for in, inviting us to come, to come along. But, um, I hope I didn't hurt you when I twisted your arm to get me to come. No. <laughs> Just feel very excited about what God's doing amongst you. I had a word three years ago at the um, church on the farm. Um, it's in this little, little book. I've just looked it up. And uh, it was about you moving into new areas. God said to you three years ago, it's time to move into a new area. <laughs> I also felt God said to you at the time, and he says it still now to refresh you, he says that you've been very faithful in your sowing. You've been very faithful in your work that you've done. And that's why God wants to bless you, why he wants to move you into the new area. Now, you've done that. You have actually done what God was saying three years ago, and you have moved into a new area, and it's really good to hear, and I'm looking forward to being with you um, tomorrow. Um, and and, and that, that, I felt, is this beginning of your journey of faith, that you're going into a new, a new level of faith. There's a new level of faith coming from, from you, and that's why I sort of felt the miracles is there as well, that there's things that God is going to move you into. I hope that you will be blessed this morning. I hope that there will be things which you will take away, things which will be imparted that will go deep in you this morning, that uh, will do its work within you. Holy Spirit, we just ask you, Lord, to bless your word. We ask you, Holy Spirit, Lord, would you speak to each of us, Lord, may we receive from you this morning. Lord, may we hear you this morning. Lord, may we have an encounter with you, Lord. May we have an inner change, Lord, this morning. So, Holy Spirit, bless your word, we pray, Lord, and help us to receive and to soak up all that you're saying and doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, I don't think I'll be able to get through all of this now, but that's fine. You know, um, so I had a few, few things here. But... Um, uh, I was going to introduce myself, um, just to, you know, to say that um, I've... Um, no, I'm not going to bother with that, that's fine. Let's get on with the word. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that tomorrow. Yes. It's when I was talking to Julian uh, earlier on and, uh, and uh, Adrian, telling a little bit about my background, I just thought, oh, it might be interesting to, to know where I came from. <laughs> but tomorrow, we'll do that tomorrow, we'll do that, that's fine. Okay, now, would you like to just... If you've got Bibles, I hope you have. You need a Bible and a pen for this session, or sessions. You need a Bible and a pen. <laughs> and we'll just, we'll just have a look at 1 Corinthians 13. Now, you may be thinking, oh, that's rather unusual. We're going to 1 Corinthians 13. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at our calling to press into spiritual gifts. I'm going to look at our calling to press, in, press into spiritual gifts. I want to look at our motivation for spiritual gifts. I want to look at the, the dual way that tongues and prophecy operate. And then I wanted to look a bit more at the prophecy and the prophetic and to encourage you in that particular area. But as I was preparing, 
I just felt God just suddenly drew me to this, that our motivation, our calling for the gifts of the Spirit comes out of this passage about love in 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13 wasn't, well, wasn't there for every wedding that there is on this planet. Because <laughs> that seems to be sometimes the only time it seems to come out, isn't it? You know? But actually, it is, it is love, that's why it comes out of the wedding, but, it, 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 but it, is, it is a love call to you and to me to enter into the work that the Holy Spirit is doing in your lives. And by so doing, we glorify Jesus, and by so doing, we make Jesus um, open to people. We spread the love of Jesus, we show Jesus to other people. And you know the passage about, uh, about love. Um, but can I just take you down to verse 4? Love is patient. So this is, our, so this is our motivation for wanting spiritual gifts, is because we want to love. Okay? And you'll see why this is going to be so important. Okay? Because it really helps us to get through barriers. All right? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. That is your love calling that rests on you this morning for wanting spiritual gifts is because God wants you to move in spiritual gifts for the body of Christ, for loving it, for loving the body of Christ and for helping the body of Christ to grow and to develop. And when it says here, at the, at the end of it, it says it protects it always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. We need this in order to develop more in spiritual gifts. Because the history that we have, and I know that there's a lot of history in this room of where you've come from and your journey, that there's been a lot of opposition to gifts, there's been a lot of barriers to get through, and some of those barriers are actually here that we've just highlighted in this love passage is it because, because boastful, okay? Because people can become boastful. I've got this gift and you haven't got that gift. That's not the way. That's not the way, okay? Glorif glorifying Jesus, uplifting the body, and really moving in the, in the gifts has to come from the correct love premise. And so it's not self-seeking, so we're not, looking, not so saying, how, how will I look if I develop in spiritual gifts, will I look better than somebody else? You know, I mean, you've probably all had this, this difficulty of, you know, on a Sunday morning, oh, am I going to go to the front with that? How will I look? If I get it wrong, how, how am I going to look? You know, I, I, feel, that, I feel that God is saying something, you know, there's, some, there's somebody here and they've got a bad ankle. You know, what if I go to the front and there's nobody with a bad ankle? Do you know what I mean? And so we're worrying about ourselves. We're worrying about how we're going to look. Whereas here it sort of says that it doesn't think about itself. It's thinking about other people. It's always rejoicing in truth, revealed truth. 
And this is, this is a journey that God is, is taking you on, is you're going on a journey of revealed truth. You're going to have more and more revealed truth to you. Because, the Holy, because Jesus promises that. We're going to have a quick look at that in a moment. So now, have a look at the first verse now of 1 Corinthians 14. And it says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Hey, now, we've, now we can see. So from, from that basis of love, let's now seek the gifts, but eagerly desire the gifts. Eagerly look, look for the gifts because we want the love of Jesus to be evident in us, through us, around us, for us and for other people. Okay, So that will be our motivation. That is what will help us. So this morning, when you feel challenged, and I think some of you may well feel challenged this morning, I hope so, because God is always moving us on. I hope you'll sort of say, yeah, I, I want, I'm willing to be uncomfortable. I'm willing to go that further because I do want the love to be evident in this church, in, in this body of Christ. Okay? So... Have a think about where you are at the moment and where God is moving you on to. Now, what I mean is that with spiritual gifts, there is the, perhaps every now and again, you might talk to somebody that you know and exercise a spiritual gift, you know, may give them a word. Um, uh, you may sort of use a, use a tongue with somebody um, and ask them to, to give an interpretation. Or it may be that you're doing hospitality or maybe that you pray for them for healing. Um, the whole list of gifts that are, that are here in Corinthians 12 and Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14. Um, then there's others, and you're moving out in it more. It's a bit more public. You use it more on a Sunday morning. You know? And then there are others of you, and, it's, and you're actually regularly using gifts now. You're regularly using them, Okay. To the point now where, because you are regularly using gifts, you're helping other people. I'll give you an example of this, because this is something which God is talking to us about, and that is interpreters. People who can interpret a tongue are an important and vital gift to the church. And we need to encourage interpretation of tongues. I'm an interpreter. I didn't know that. I've come to it. Um, you know, it's just, it, it, you know, I, I suddenly came to the realization that when different people were giving tongues, I could, I could get the sense of it. And um, at first I ignored it and used to sort of let somebody, let somebody else do it. But then I, then, then I thought, no, I'm going, to, I'm going to step out. Then there came a time when I would speak in tongues in public and um, there was no interpreter. And the Bible very clearly says, you should ask for the interpretation yourself. So I used to ask God for the interpretation, nervously step out, and God would give the interpretation. And uh, so we are going to look a little bit more about the way that that works and how it blesses, blesses the body. But where are you? Where are you now? And what would be the next step for you to be pushed that little bit more? And are you willing to do that? Are you willing to be pushed that bit more? Because in our Christian life, that is what it, that's what it is. God is always moving us on and stretching us. So God is stretching you this morning. Okay? So, let's have some more motivation here. Have a look at John chapter 10. Keep your, keep your finger in, in uh, Corinthians, but just flip back to John chapter 10. 
and verse 27. And it says here, if I can find the verse myself, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. We are so privileged that we are God's sheep, that we're Christ's sheep, and Jesus says, they listen to my voice. Okay? And we're going to have a look in a moment at the different ways in which we hear God's voice and the way that we move to follow Jesus in what he's saying to do. And it's very, very exciting. We did a bit of it this morning, didn't we? With the, with the worship. We just carried on a bit because we were sensing that the Holy Spirit is saying something, doing something. We just want to follow what he's saying, you know? And it's so different from what you could plan, <laughs> which is the excitement of it all. So, you know, so we have to be willing to be inconvenienced sometimes that we've got our list of what we've got for the morning and the Holy Spirit says... Right, well, my list is a bit different from yours. <laughs> but if you go with my list, you know, we'll, we'll see some exciting things, you know. And so we want more and more of that. We want to be open just week by week, Sunday by Sunday. Turn to John 16, verse 12. So move on a little bit. John 16, verse 12. <clears throat> And this is Jesus again talking. He's talking to his disciples, but in talking to his disciples, he's actually talking to us because he prays later on. And he sort of says, all the things that I've just been saying to the disciples, I pray this for all of those who will believe. So we are the all who believe. And so he says, I have much to say to you, more than you can bear, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So there we have a promise from Jesus that we as believers will hear what the, what the Holy Spirit is hearing, what, what Christ is hearing. I beg your pardon, it's the Holy Spirit, is what the Spirit of truth, what the Holy Spirit is hearing and he will pass it on to us. Which is why we need to develop in spiritual gifts in a, uh, an atmosphere of openness to the gifts and pressing into gifting, particularly in, in, in the prophetic, because we need to have more and more revealed to us. Okay? It will always be scriptural. Everything that God reveals to us is always scriptural. It's not against scripture. So, right, scripture is, our, is our, our base. We must, everything, and the Bible says that. It's not going to be extra, extra scriptural. So when the Holy Spirit speaks, it's always to do with things that are in the Bible um, and it's to do with the way in which Jesus uh, operated or the way in which Jesus' heart was. Okay? And then, of course, coming back to Corinthians now. Can you see the way that this is going? That I'm encouraging you to see that we are on a journey of hearing from God, listening to him, putting into practice what we're hearing. In 1 Corinthians 14, we have a list of gifts, but two of them stand out a mile. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gifts, gift of prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does, does not speak to men, but to God. 
Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather that you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets so that the church may be edified. There is a, an importance in the church for tongues and for prophecy. And sometimes this has been used in a, in a way that has sort of said, look, tongues is not important, prophecy is important. But actually, no, he was getting the balance here. What he's saying is that when you speak in tongues, if you don't have an interpretation of tongues, then it's not of value to those who are around. It will be of immense value to the person who speaks in tongues. And uh, it, was a, it was a barrier that my wife and I had, had to get through. When we were young Christians, we wanted more and more of God. And uh, we'd, we'd been feeling about the fact that we needed to press in about speaking in tongues. And I was asking God to fill me, fill me with the Holy Spirit. And I was at college at the time. And uh, I said, if you want me to be filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues, wake me up at three o'clock in the morning. And three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> I woke up just a few minutes before three. I woke up and I looked at the clock. It was just coming up to three o'clock. So I got out of bed and I knelt down. And I also said, Lord, fill me, fill me with the Spirit. I'm, 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 willing to, I'm willing to speak in tongues. Open my mouth and fill it. <laughs> and I opened my mouth and I was there with my mouth open for a, I don't know, 20 minutes. And nothing was coming out. I was expecting my mouth to just op operate, you know. But I had these sounds that came into my head. I had these sounds that came into my head and I thought, thought oh, that doesn't sound like tongues. And um, so I just ignored it. And um, so then the next night I said, Lord, if you want me to speak in tongues, then wake me up at three o'clock in the morning. So without setting the alarm, I suddenly woke up again, just a minute or two before three, and there it was. And I, so I got out of bed, and the same again. I did that three or four nights in a row, and at the end of it, I was really, really disappointed. Because I didn't speak in tongues. Because this movement of my mouth didn't happen. I don't know where I got that from. I don't know where I got, the, I don't know where I got this idea that my mouth was somehow going to go in, auto, you know, in automation. <laughs> but uh, but, that, but that, that was it. And I was, very, and I was quite disappointed. And, and um, I'm being really honest and real with you, okay? I know I sound very immature in the way that I approach that. I, you know, I, um, I know that our teaching is better now. <laughs> but that's where I was then. Anyway, I went to a conference, uh, Spring Harvest, and uh, there was, a, there was a, a seminar on spiritual gifts, being filled with the spirit and moving in spiritual gifts. And I went along to it. I always remember, um, uh, it was, a, it was su such a powerful time. And at the end of it, they said, now stand if you want to be filled with the spirit. And uh, so I stood and some people prayed. And he said, uh, now just gonna pray that there'll be a release of, of tongues here. So he says, so just lift your hands if you're wanting to receive, so I did. And then he said, and this was the breakthrough for me. He said, you'll hear some sounds in your head. 
He said, now what I want you to do, he says, is I just want you to do those sounds. And so I was there, and blow me. It was the same sounds that I'd had six months before. Exactly the same sounds. Exactly the same. So, you know, so I started out with these, these whatever they were now. You know, I can't even remember them now. But, but I, I just went out with them because he encouraged us to do it. So I stepped out with it, and it was like a dam bursting. Do you know what I mean? All of a sudden, within a minute or so, I had more sounds coming because he said, you'll have more sounds coming. And just sort of go, go, with, go with it. So I, I went with it. And all of a sudden, I was, I was speaking in tongues. You know, all about a yenda. Oh, 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 this is really happening. And it was just flowing. And I thought, oh, fantastic. And then he said, and you can stop it. You can stop, you can stop the tongues. And so I, I thought, oh, I'll try that then. So I, I stopped it. Oh, it stopped. My mouth has stopped. And he says, and you can start it again. He says, just decide you're going to start again. So I decide, oh, I'll start again. One, two, three. Blah, 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 and I was off again. Wow, that was amazing. It really lifted me. It really lifted me. And, uh, you know, it, so I was using tongues in my private devotion. And, uh, and that's really when the rubber hit the road. I mean, that's, that's when things really started to happen in my, in my life. And, uh, and that. Fran, I have asked Fran's permission for this. Um, Fran didn't have that. So you, you went to a different seminar, didn't you? And I came back, whoa, you know, it's fantastic. Oh, I'm so full of the spirit. And, and that, you know, and Fram, oh, ah, I've gone to, gone to the wrong one, you know. <laughs> and she, you, you weren't a happy bunny, were you? You weren't a happy bunny. For quite a long time, she wasn't a happy bunny. You know, yeah, it was, I know it was a long time. And it was, it was so long. <laughs> I used to get up at night and I used to lay hands on Fran when she was asleep. And I used to say, Lord, just fill her with your spirit and you know, get her speaking in tongues. You know, please let her wake up and suddenly, you know, she, she's doing it. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And then one day, we were getting ready to take our youth group, I think, to a praise party by Ishmael. In a, in a barn in Sussex. And we were just getting ready, and we were just getting ready to go to the... To, we, had, we had a little minibus then. We were just getting ready to go and collect some of the people to take along with us. And I just suddenly stopped at the door, and I said, Fran, stop, stop a second. And I start, started to pray for Fran, and I said, God says to you, Fran, you are going to receive a gift today. You know, you're going to receive something. Be ready to receive. And I prepared in a prayer or something. I, I said, God's saying, get ready. You're going to receive something, a gifting from God. And uh, they had the praise party. And then Ishmael said, there's some people here, you don't speak in tongues. So he said, you know, just come. You know, just, I don't think he even said necessarily go to the front, did he? I can't remember now. It's packed, wasn't it? He couldn't. <laughs> yeah, so he just said, where you are, just lift, lift your hands. He said, and uh, we're just going to pray for a release. And uh, so he, they did, and you started speaking in tongues that night. And it was just, it was just absolutely flowing, you know. Right, that was our experience. Other people's experiences are so different. You can't, you know, say it's got to be this way, it's got to be that way, it's got to be that way. It's just to do with our walk with God. It's our willingness to receive and to step out in faith um, and your mind plays tricks because <laughs> your mind sort of says, oh, this, this sounds strange, you know. Right, so that's the first step. The second step is speaking publicly and bringing a tongue publicly. Now, 
I think this is why this is so important here, because Paul actually says, I'd rather you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless there's an interpreter. The inference being, actually, if you've got, if you've got tongues and an interpreter, you're on a better footing than, than the prophecy. Now, this is very interesting. So all I can do is just share with you our experience, our observations. And that is that when their faith moves and somebody gives a tongue and somebody comes and gives an interpretation, then there is a release of faith. There is a release of faith in the room or in the place. Um, This happened at um, Church on the Farm very recently, at the last one. We had a young girl... Um, Fran and I were involved in, in, in her life and helping her and, and praying for her and we helped her through with speaking in tongues and it really transformed her life she was a, she was a frightened rabbit wasn't she she was a frightened rabbit you know, and, and she'd been like that for years but God transformed this girl and she went to the front of church on the farm and uh, she was very very nervous I remember Graham Hall walking up with her and standing with her and she just shared about the fact that, um, that she had broken through in speaking in tongues and what a release it is and how God, she felt God wanted to bring a release at church on the farm. The, the leaders picked up on it and said, let's do exactly that then. Let's press through now for speaking in tongues. Let's give it a, an area for, for doing this. And we did, and there was a breakout. And pe- I heard afterwards that people were saying, I spoke in tongues, I sang in tongues for the first time, I hadn't done it before, and it was a breakthrough. And, and you think, God is so wonderful. He worked through this, this timid girl. I mean, she's, she's great. You know, she's on fire. She's on fire for God now. She's, you know what I mean? And she's, press, and, now, and she's pressing into the prophetic now. She's pressing into the prophetic. That's what I don't want to lose, is the fact that when there's tongues, there seems to be a greater liberty with the prophetic. So much so... <laughs> <laughs> that when you speak in tongues, sometimes a person who's got a prophetic word comes and rides in on the back of it. It's very clear here that Paul says that when you speak in tongues, you are speaking from yourself to God. It's a prayer from deep within your spirit, a prayer, however, that's very powerful and can release uh, a blessing on uh, the, the body when there's an interpretation of it. Okay? But you are speaking to God, and it says he is speaking mysteries. It's only mysteries in the sense that you don't understand what people are saying. Um, so, um, so, tongues is from God, sorry, from man to God, and then pro- prophecy is God to man. And that almost seems, seems to be is that when there's a release of our heart, our spirit to God in our, in our meeting, when there's a release of that, and it's, a, it's, it's quite a barrier to get through sometimes, but when you do it, it releases the blessing and God says, oh, I'm going to speak down to you. You're speaking to me, I'll speak down to you. Do you know what I mean? And there's a flow that happens. And I think Paul is trying to address that and trying to help that along. And if you continue to, to read on, you'll, he, he, you know, he explains a little bit more about the tongues. But he does again say, please have prophecy and please don't stop tongues. <laughs> <laughs> so he has the two sort of going together, okay? Um, right. We need to hear God's voice. So we've looked at some passages here, um, and we are a blessed people 
that we are privileged to be able to hear God's voice. Now, what are the different ways that we hear God speak to us? All right, so Jesus says, my flock, my sheep, hear my voice. And Jesus said to the disciples, the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you and he's going to reveal things to you which you will, re- you will reveal on to others and tell you about things to come. What are the ways in which he speaks to us? Could you, could you tell me things that you, ways that you know that the prophetic operate? Okay? Through God's word. Right, that, good. I had that as my first one. <laughs> Through the word of God. Through the word of God. That we hear God speak to us. And that would probably be, uh, I would probably, everybody would probably nod with that, that you say, yes, I read the Bible and I hear God speak to me and sort of say, that's for you, that's for you. Sometimes it's a, a general word in the sense that, you know, all must be saved. Do you mean all the sinners all must be saved? And, you, and so you're, you're seeing it for the first time. Sometimes it's a, a word in here which is particularly for you. Do you mean? And taken out of context, if you like, somebody will sort of say, oh, it doesn't mean that. But actually, to you, God has suddenly spoken to you about a situation that nobody else could know about, but suddenly the verse highlights itself. You know, I don't know, say something like, you know, and, and so he got up and he went east. Now, it may be that you've been thinking, Lord, should I be moving? You know, I'm feeling that I may, may have to move down the country towards the east. You know, is that right? And suddenly, this verse comes up and, you know, whew, that's it. You know, a friend of mine, Steve Brading, married his wife because of a, a verse like that. He was wondering about whether to marry his wife. And it says, and then Boaz, or whoever it was, got up and married Ruth. <laughs> oh, go and, go, God said, go and marry Ruth. <laughs> so he said, oh, that's great. That girl over there is called Ruth. <laughs> so he went and married her. <laughs> so God speaks us through his word. Can I, I've got quite a list here, but I just wanted to know. Dreams. That's it. Dreams, thank you. Other Christians. Through other people's. Yes, that's right. Through the body. Preaching, prophetic preaching, yes. Nature. From nature, that's right, that's right. It's in Romans 1, isn't it? About God speaking to us by what we see around us. So by nature, it's a good one, Fran, I didn't have that one down. Pictures, thank you, Julian. Pictures, impressions in your mind. Anything else? A witness of the Spirit that something is either right or wrong. Yes, yes, that's right. The, 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 the inner witness, as we say, isn't it? The, in, the inner witness, you know, discernment, and just knowing. I just know, just know that's not the right way, okay? Events, so, ways that the kind of pattern of events... Yes, circumstances. That God does speak to us through circumstances, and he lines things up for us, okay? Quite often, there are a number of these, particularly if you've got a big decision on, a lot of these will line up together. So if you're thinking of moving... If you're thinking of doing some big, major change in your life with your job and stuff like that, you'll probably be asking God to speak to you in a number of ways. I mean, I generally are asking God to speak to me. If, I, if I've got a big decision on I ask God to speak to me through Scripture. I ask God to speak to me through fellow, in a fellowship, through others. I ask God to speak to me through an impression, whoever it was, yeah, through an impression. Just, just, I just feel that that's right. And... Uh, so, uh, yeah. And, and just a, a prophetic word from somebody. You know, just somebody coming up to me and sort of saying, I feel God maybe saying, 
Do you know what I mean? Or I see this picture of Brighton, and you're thinking, oh, I've got to go to Brighton. Do you know what I mean? But, and you're sort of weighing it all up. Now, that's, in, that's, that's it in its simplistic form, but in actual fact, we are having words and pictures all the time. And they don't necessarily mean for now, it can be for the future. That's why I have this book. Um, I don't use this one anymore. I've got another one now. I've got a green one. <laughs> but I write down things that I feel God is saying. And, and I've had things written in here, and I've held on to them for six months, even longer, before I've actually brought them. Because I've been asking God, when is it, when is it time for that to, you know, to be delivered? And so I would encourage you, if you're not already doing it, I would encourage you to have a, have a journal. Have a little booklet, um, a nice size. Um, I've also got a, a little a pocket one that goes in my jacket pocket. And I also praise God for f- smartphones. Because I write things down. Uh, quite a lot of the stuff that I felt God say, um, you know, I've got down here on my phone. And I'd actually sort of just jot, jotted it down. It just helped me. See? So I, I use these things. But I have got things on my phone here which I haven't necessarily brought yet because I feel that it's still developing. I feel that God's still got something else to, to add to it. Um, so I'm always trying to jot things down and I would encourage you to find whatever method is good for you but to write things down as God is speaking to you. And find your, find your place that God wants to speak to you. Now, this may seem obvious to you what I'm about to say, but it's surprising how it can get crowded out with life's uh, pressures. But you know, it's said sometimes, you know, I've got, I've got a special place. <laughs> I've got a special place. Well, I feel that God has a special place which is between you and Him, where He can speak to you. Right? I've got, I've got one or two special places. I have a... I, I, um, Fingal Bridge in Devon, because I go and visit my parents quite often because they're not well, and there's a place called Fingal Bridge, and whenever I go down to them, I go to Fingal Bridge, and I'll sit underneath the bridge or around the bridge, I'll sit there, and I'll be writing away and listening to God, and, getting, and he speaks to me, you know. The Royal Military Canal is another one. I go to the Royal Military Canal. I did that on Sunday, Steve. You know we had the split service, wasn't it? I did the first one. Fran was in the second service. I went off to the Royal Military Canal, and I prayed to God about today. <laughs> I went there and I just went for a walk and I sat on the bank and asking God and jotted down a few things. Um, so, and there are other, other places as well. God's got places for you. And what he's looking for is for you to deliberately take time out to go to that place. To deliberately, to, to deliberately make the effort to do it. And in so doing, you are then releasing the blessing of God on you because he sort of says, I see what you're doing, I see what you're doing. And I, and I sometimes, I've, I've done, I've, I've done this many times. I did it on Sunday. I did it on Sunday. I parked the car down by um, <laughs> the Royal Military Canal. And then I started walking along there. And I immediately sort of said, Lord, I am here now. Here. I'm only here because I just want to have time with you. I'm only here because I want to have intimacy with you. I want to spend time with you. You know, I want, I want to find you. I want to seek you out. I want to seek you out. And, uh, and he loves it. He loves it when you, you have that kind of conversation with him. He loves it when he's talking as if, as if you talk to somebody else. Sort of say, you know, you know go, I want to find out a bit more about you. You know, I, I, you know, I want to hear, I want to hear more about you. I just, 
and, and just spending time to just sit and listen what God is saying. Now I've learned in my experience that I can sit for a long time sometimes and I don't get anything. But I've learned not to panic. I've had times when I've gone down to my parents in Devon and I've sought God for two or three days and I've walked along Fingal Bridge and along the river and, I've got, and I haven't got what I would call the download that I was looking for. And I've come home on a train um, and I still haven't really got much. I've had situations where I've got home, the car was parked by the train station in Ashford and I drove home and I got to the, 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 to the drive and I stopped the drive and all of a sudden, whoosh, <laughs> I just felt God say, it's now. And I sat in the car for 20 minutes and I was writing down stuff and I felt, his, do you know what I mean? And I felt answers coming for things that I've been seeking about over the last three days. I just felt all these answers just suddenly, suddenly coming. And so there's a sense in which you need to be ready for the unexpected times that God will suddenly say, let's have some time now. Let's have some time now. And it will almost seem inconvenient to you sometimes. You sort of think, well, I'm just about to go out shopping. Do you know what I mean? You sort of say, well, you know, and it's, 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 you know, it's just the way he does it with us sometimes, you know. It's not for everybody, but I'm just trying to be real about myself, and I'm sure that others of you would have your own stories. When we get a word from God, so we talked about words, scriptures, images. Some people hear a voice. There have been occasions when I actually have heard a voice. I see, I see words more often than not, just written above things. Feelings, impressions, visions, visions and dreams. Sometimes I've had a, a, a vision during the daytime, you know, and I've just sort of seen something ever, ever so clearly. Um, uh, you just get kind of a revelation, you just sort of have this, this strong thought that something's happening, that's, you know, that God is saying something. Um, or you have a word of instruction from somebody. Um, or there's a hymn or a psalm. Somebody sings something. Okay? And uh, Fran's going to talk a little bit, in a, in not, not just yet, but in a moment, she's going to talk a, just a little bit about prophetic singing and, the, and how that can release things amongst a, a, a group of God's people. So God gives you a word, and sometimes it can be a word of knowledge. Um, you know, there's somebody here, and, and uh, you know, God has been speaking to you about, you know, going abroad or something like that. Um, so you get a word of knowledge, and then sometimes on the back of that you get a word of prophecy, and that is that God is speaking to the person. And then you get a word of wisdom, which is the application. So you get a word of knowledge, you get a, a kind of a, uh, an interpretation of it, what, what is this all about, and then you get an application for it. And it can really bless people when those three things are in operation. Um, Sorry, I don't know your name. I know I gave you a word earlier on. Marjorie. Marjorie, about the birds, see. I had this, I had this about birds. In fact, it came during the worship. <laughs> um, but during the worship, I had to get my phone out and write it down because I just felt God say, it's about birds. And, um, and so I put, put it down there. So that was the kind of the word that I had. But then, but then I kind of knew that it actually wasn't going to be about the birds, but it was going to be something for you. Um, you know, there's something for you, for your, for your life, and, um, you know, and positioning yourself better for receiving God, you know. Um, so that's sometimes how it sort of operates. So there's a mixture there of a word of knowledge, bringing a, a word of prophecy, an, in, an interpretation of the, of the prophetic word, uh, or a word of wisdom and instruction as to what to do with it, where to go with it, how to handle it, 
how to press into it. And so that's quite often what happens. But prophetic words are always for building everybody up. It should be for building up the body. When you get a prophetic word, you should ask yourself, first of all, is it for me? Because quite often, prophetic words are for you. <laughs> They're for you. For your, uh, God's just talking to you. Because ultimately, that's the starting place and the continuing place is your own fellowship with Jesus. Your own fellowship through the Holy Spirit. So you're going to have things where he's talking to you, saying things, you know, come on, let's, let's go for a walk. Let me, sp- let me speak to you, you know. And then you develop more into being able to bring something for other people. So then you can sort of say, is it for other people? If it is for other people, when should I bring it? Is it for a Sunday morning? If it's a word that is uh, in any sense directional, you should always go to the elders. If there's any sense that a word is uh, telling somebody to do something, then you should go to your leadership. And you should bring the word to the leadership. Um, I'm, I'm trying and Lord's helping me to do this, that whenever I give a prophetic word, I'm always making sure there is somebody else with me. Somebody else. So, so, so I'm not doing stuff outside, one-to-one outside. It's, uh, you know, so, and so sometimes people will come up and I'll be talking to somebody over coffee and uh, we're standing there and then all of a sudden I feel a word coming. And in my immaturity in the past, I'd start to say the word. I'd start to prophesy over the person you know, great, person gets blessed, but it's not accountable, you see. And if that person has misinterpreted what I've said, do you mean, then there could be repercussions afterwards. So I've been learning that I must have an accountability with everything that's, that comes out. So apart from, you know, prophesying over Fran <laughs> in the course of our worship and time together, um, you should have somebody with you. And it really helps... Because I've, I've found that when you do that, when you purpose intentionally to have somebody alongside you to be accountable, it actually strengthens the word. It actually allows you to dig deeper. You actually find yourself going deeper with the word. So, okay, I, I, you know, I'm going to dig deeper with God now because I really want this word to bless. Do you mean? And I want it to be clear. Right? And, and if you've got others who are listening to you, you can ask them, how do you think that go along? Did you, did you feel that... Um, you know, that, that she understood what I was saying, you know, did I bring it across right? And so you can have that accountability. And I'm saying this because I'm not, I'm, I'm not just saying that this is what I do, I'm saying that because this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. You're going to give words to people and it needs to be in, a more, in a, an accountability situation where others are hearing it so that you can always uh, have those checks and balances and the wonderful thing about it is when other people hear you give a word to somebody, they actually encourage the other person as well. Do you mean they, they sort of think they, they say, I felt that as well, or I had this I had this word as well. Or some weeks down the line they say to the person, Do you remember when I was with you and, and you know Julian gave you that word? Well, that's that moment now, isn't it? That's that moment now. So you're helping them to walk into the into the, into the prophetic. Now, I'm gonna move a bit faster now. When you're given a prophetic word, it is not only to build you up, it is to move you on. So what God is doing is that whenever he gives you a prophetic word, whether it's to the church or it's to an individual or to a group, it is always to move you from here to here. Right? It is never for you to have a bless me now, that felt good, I've got goose pimples on my back, do you know what I mean? And, and go back and carry on the way that you were. That's why 
That's why Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. They follow me with what I am saying. So when you get a prophetic word, and there's been some this morning, and there'll, there'll, you know, there'll be others, I'm sure, what, what is God saying to me for me to move on with? Where, you know, how, what's God, how is God positioning me to go from one place to another? How is God positioning us as a church to go from where we are now to somewhere else? What is he, how is he getting us ready for this? How is it fitting in with other things that I've had? That's why you need your journals. That's why you need to write it down. It's because God is, God is bringing to you a wonderful map, plan of your life. And he says in, in John, he says, the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you about what is to come. And so we are so privileged. And we are not going to be robbed of this. We're not going to be robbed of this. As, as believers, we're going to press in and we are going to find ways in which we can get ourselves to be able to hear more clearly, to encourage one another to hear more clearly. If it is that we need to break out in tongues, if we need to look at tongues and interpretation in order to help release more of the prophetic, then let's, let's do it in love and encouragement, and, you know, not worrying about how we look. You know, let's do it the way that the Bible says, in the, in the atmosphere of love and of commitment and of building up the body, because we know that ultimately God not only wants to speak to us, he wants to speak to others outside. And I haven't got time to go on to other passages about how the prophetic can be used so powerfully outside, but... But that, but that is the case. That's what happens. Right. A um, little bit of practice. Yay. And then after, the, after we've done this exercise, I was going to ask you if you'd do a little bit on the tongue. How are we doing, Steve? Is this going, is going right? Is it, yeah, is it, go, is it going right? Right. We're going to do a little bit of a practice. Okay? So we're going to have a little bit of a workshop. Right? Now, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay out some pictures. Um, God can speak to us through pictures. This is a little exercise that we've started doing in our, in our church. Um, okay? And I've got some pictures. I'm going to put them on the floor in front of us here. And then if you can get your...